This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network and Maj Don are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy, sell, short, cover securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value if we are long and fall if we are short. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Avoiding the Crowd podcast. I'm your producer, Robert Kraft, uh, on behalf of the SNM Podcast Network. And joining us, as always, is our host, Maj Sway Don. It's a uh, look, we're, we're, we took a while. We, we need to get a, a lot prepared for you today. We got we got a, a pretty cool episode ready for you. But uh, first, Maj, how, how you doing, man? Everything good? Yeah, I am good. It's a traveling. I'm back in Florida again. So we're traveling. Give, give the people what they're missing at uh, airports nowadays. Uh, for the, I'm, I'm assuming most people listening to this haven't been traveling either. Well, no, no, I was surprised. I mean, I was able to get on the plane with no really COVID, you know, pat down, whatever you want to call it. No questions um, when I was at the airport about, you know, if I had COVID or not. And no temperature taken. It was weird. But, you know, but the plane, you know, I, I, was, I sat, had my own seat, which was great. <laughs> I flew Delta. And then when I when I landed in uh, Michigan, uh, then there's you know no kind of protocol there either. So which I thought was strange because Michigan's pretty like um, um, well they've been pretty tight about COVID and everything. So well, but and let the people know that you uh, you get tested every other week, so it's not that you're uh, you're not being safe. Yeah, that's, that's true. They have two hour testing out here in Florida, now, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I just found out at the urgent care where we are, we can we can we're covered, so we get. You can go do the test anytime and it's find out on the spot. It's nice. Um, but anyways, we digress. So <laughs> today's theme is, you know, look, we're all tired. We're all spent. We just want this election to be over. We're, we're actually going to cover that a little bit uh, towards the end of this podcast today. We figured, I, look, we don't talk politics very much on here, but we thought it actually might be interesting from uh, from someone who's, you know, investing through quite a few elections. Um, It'll be about 10 well, seconds, yeah, that's, that's exactly. That's why we're saving it for the end. <laughs> but but today's episode, what we're going to be covering is that we're actually going to be doing a case study. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you have heard about myths, microcap stock myths, and you've heard about all of them. In fact, you've probably experienced a few or stayed away from a few microcaps as, as a result of that. You know, you know, maybe something's, ah, it's too illiquid or, oh, I don't know, there's, there's something shady over here. They're, you know, they haven't reported in, uh, in so many years, uh, you know, for any number of reasons, look, and it's okay. You know, but we thought it'd be kind of cool to do a story um, or a case study where Maj uh, and whole, whole, whole humble brat, or you know, all humble brat for him. He, uh, he did pretty well on this one. And uh, it, it happened to fit all those myths that you heard about that would probably make you stay away. So uh, with that, Maj, you want to you wanna take it away? Yeah, and by the way, I, I mean, look, we've discussed some recent podcasts here, some of the success stories that we talked about at geoinvesting and myself, but I think we should talk about in a future one, maybe soon, some of the mistakes that I made and some, some bad ones that turned out 
uh, not or didn't turn out to be how he would want it to turn out in the end. And that's sometimes a reason why you, you get frustrated with these nano capsules. So, <laughs> so I think sure. it, you know, it cuts both ways, of course. But um, you know, I think bad research in any market cap is going to not result in optimal results anyway. So. But yeah, this take, is a pretty this is a pretty interesting story take, here. Take it, let's take it away on a on a winner, and uh, with that, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. hide my screen and go after. It. Yeah, so this one um this is an interesting company called Farmchem. Uh, I'll tell you the OTC. This uh, stock symbol is PCHM, and um, I mean Farmchem history is pretty interesting. It's changed over time. Um, so today they make this product called um, a farm check sweat patch. And um, it's used to detect drugs of abuse. Um, it's a patch that's it's a, a patch that's put on um, someone's uh, arm. Um, and I think it lasts about maybe seven or 10 days. And then they got to come back to a facility uh, where, um, or maybe a lab where it's removed and tested. That's usually um, administered uh, by the courts you know, for parole or probation type of instances. Um, and it's the story behind that's pretty interesting because before Farmchem was really aggressively targeting that market, um, they were a, a leader just in just, they had a lab, they were like had a drug testing lab, you know, the, a business, just like a, like a quest or a um, bio, uh, um, bio lab. I don't know, I remember the name of the company, Bobby. They got taken over, but it's a typical, you know, drug testing laboratory services. And at some point along the way, um, the company um, lost a major customer, which really hurt the company. Uh, and I think that was around 2003. In um, so the company went dark in 2003 or four. It was, you know, at that time the company was a you know a 30 million dollar company. I think the stock at some point in its history was as high as you know, 13 or 14 bucks. So by the time I came across it, originally, I think it was maybe 13 or 14. The stock was maybe five, six cents. Um, and it come through on my, my, I do a lot of momentum screening stocks hitting new highs um, uh, with really low share counts. I do a stock stream with, you know, um, low share counts, trading under one with revenue, very, you know, rudimentary type of screen. Let's see if I can find some interesting stocks under one that, People are probably ignoring that still have decent capital structure and some revenue, and then I, you know, further analyze the company from there to see if they're, you know, they're profitable and what's going on and what, what have you. So I ended up calling this company, you know, and you know, doing a little research before that. Um, actually, the company actually um, didn't really just put any press releases out through any major wires. When I had found it, all they really did was put out maybe an occasional press release on their website here and there about some, you know, new contract. Um, but really, they issued annual reports once a year on their website with no uh, no press release. You just had to find it. And they usually, what the, the annual report was usually covering the year prior, was usually a, a lag in terms of, so they're always a year behind in, in, in getting their financials out. So you never knew what you were getting at the current time. But what I found interesting was this little five cent stock with six million outstanding shares um, had revenue, um, uh, you know, maybe you know two three million in revenue when I first found, or maybe a three something when I first found it. Um, profitable, really high margins, you know, um, 
net margins were around 30%, gross margins, you know, in the 60s. Um, I think it was selling at that time, maybe below book, significantly below book, which might have been uh, 30 cents or so. And I had, had a nice cash balance. And um, the stock was just sitting there and profitable. I think that at, at that time, the stock had maybe a PE of, um, I want to say two or something. <laughs> so, so I decided, so I, I, bought this, I bought a little bit of stock just to, just to have it. And then um, I, I called the company up and talked to the CEO. And the CEO was very like, hey, you know, just I really don't feel like talking to you. <laughs> and very like, was, the conversation was more like, hey, you know, you shouldn't buy my stock. Why, you know, our, the, first, the last thing he said to me when I hung, uh, hung up was, you know, our, our printer is worth more than the stock or more than the company, which was ridiculous because they, they had some revenue. Unless it's a very expensive printer. <laughs> um, and I said, well, this, this guy just didn't want to talk. You know, he was, if you just think, given the history of the company and what happened, he just didn't really feel like dealing with shareholders. Maybe he was a little upset at how the market, you know, you know punished the stock um, based on what happened. But what I said, what, what had happened though, by, that, by the time I found the stock was, they basically got rid of all their other business, which was at that time, I think urine testing. That's where they were making a lot of their, um, of their, um, of their revenue at that time. And they had this sweat patch technology kind of just sitting, um, sitting there that they weren't really marketing. But then when that's all they had left, they saw they had to start marketing the product. So that's the story of how the sweat patch became their primary product. And that and right away, that type of, um, because I've invested for so long and I you know, have these different scenarios in my head that I've, that I've gone through of successful kind of companies, it's those, there's a lot of that, that um, checked one box where you had this, senior management team that's been there for a long time um, that, um, you know, was able to salvage some type of hidden asset on the in the company and proven that they can get some early success in doing that. Um, and so that really excited me a little bit. So I, you know, regardless of the saying that the printer was worth more than the company, I bought, I bought more of the stock. <laughs> and um, it wasn't too long after that uh, where uh, maybe, I think I originally bought the stock around 2013, 14, like I said, and didn't really talk about it at Geoinvesting at all until 2016 when I called the company back again. Um, and uh, I think at that time they were doing maybe 4 million in revenue for the year um, at that time and still profitable. All the financial the good, the stock was still around, I think, in that 5, 10, 15 cent area. And the company put out one of its shareholder letters. And in that letter, they paid a dividend. Like, I think it was a 5 cent dividend. But you got to be kidding me. This, I mean, that stock was trading just around that and it, it shot up pretty quickly to maybe 30 cents, 35 cents, then came slowly came back over time again, which was really weird. Um, so I kept buying the stock and event, we wrote about it at Geo eventually on 2000, December of 2016. Um, gave a whole historical foundation of what was going on with the company, everything I just talked about now. So this was already like hitting, just breaking all the myths, right? I mean, this company is a, uh, what, I, what I call a tier one company in the Meyercap space. We covered that last week, Bobby, in the checklist. And I already saw, had a strong checklist one, had a, a long operating history of, um, of at least 20 years. Well, this company was founded in 1990, uh, 1971, an IPO in 1991. Strong management team, that was a yes. It's the same management team that was there at the beginning. And, um, you know, they found a way to take a hidden asset and do something with it. Um, it's still the same man. It's, the CEO is still 
um, that was there then is still here is today. Um, management focused on the business, not the stock, not price stock movement number three. And obviously, this, they don't put any press releases out until recently. They put this amount now, but very um, lightly. But everything went through shareholder letters on the website. Results, by the way, were uh, the finances were audited, I believe. Um, the um, the next characteristic is uh, at or near uh, the has having revenue. Yeah, yeah, this is a company that definitely generates revenue. Um, as I said, and actually on track now to do a um, uh, 2020 run rates about 7.58 million, uh, 8 million. Um, and, it, um, and it is, it is profitable. I think they're also on track maybe to do 20, um, is it maybe 40 cents actually, or close to that. Um, high probability turnaround story, and they've already proven they can do that. That's the number six criteria. Uh, number seven, high insider ownership. Yes, I believe it's over 50%. Uh, manageable debt burden, they have zero debt. Um, ability to grow without excessive equity raises. And that's, this is interesting. And nine and 10 are just basically the same. So nine is ability to grow without excessive equity raises. And uh, number uh, 10 is uh, shares outstanding or not excessive. Well, the company has about 6 million shares outstanding, which is what it's had if you, you know, if you go way back in history. So you can see the company's been very, very tight with its share count, which I love. Um, so is this a really interesting story because you had this really liquid company that's basically dark, um, that most, a penny stock that any, most people would write off. Um, but if you're a, just an individual investor that's not managing a billion dollar fund or a hundred million dollar fund, but you have a, you know, a, a few thousand dollars to invest, you can build a position in this, in this like this. And, and, it's, and it's even better because everyone's ignoring it. And if you have the right company and the right faith and management, eventually people will find it. The stock today's, you know, is is, um, you know, hit, hit I think over four dollars last week a new high. And what's going on now, which is interesting, is that the company, um, and this is a testament to good management. So the company found a way to kind of like um, thrive in, in the COVID nineteen um, area um, pandemic time here. Now, what happened along the way in the, um, during COVID nineteen, um, a lot of um, co um, courts and a lot of programs for drug testing kind of ceased to, um, cease, we're, we're basically seizing their operations for a little bit because of the social distancing issues, you know, of having to have, of offenders or, or parolees or probation, um, those on probation having to, you know, continually go and um, visit, a, visit a clinic. And so there's this high touch kind of scenario there. Um, well, what I learned is that, well, FarmCamp, is like, well, no, we want to keep doing this. So they basically said, you know, they appealed, when I use the word appealed in a, in a, in a loose sense, not literally, but they proposed a solution saying, wait, our, our technology of the sweat patch can be a socially distant type of solution. You know, you can, you can, it can be mailed to the um, individual, the person, the individual can uh, mail it back. So it's very low touch. And they're getting into um, back in the markets, they used to be in um, years ago. And that urine, so basically their competitors, their competitive technology would be urine and saliva. And those are the, um, some of those, that business was what ceased during COVID-19. So they were able to take the opportunity and have their sweat patch go in there and steal some of that market share. And they're starting to get some contracts now um, that were, um, that they didn't have before 
um, in different counties and across the, across the United States, basically taking market share away from um, the typical urine and saliva um, companies. Um, so basically, if you look at they, they basically, I've talked about maybe two or three county contracts that they received recently that were kind of new contracts. What I what I believe are occurring from this um, um, scenario I just talked about. You know, and if you start and they, you know they're fifty thousand, a hundred thousand dollar con, annual contracts it appears to be, but there's you know over three thousand counties in the United States, so you can start seeing if they start really um, you know getting some runway on like um, winning some more counties. It's a pretty interesting story here. I mean, the stock is sitting here, you know, with 6 million shares, you know, maybe about a 20, $24 million market cap. So you can see where that would, where that could potentially go over time. Um, so this is just a great story where the, where the management just continues to reinvent itself as it moves along. And it, it really, this is one story where it, it meets almost every every one of these ten criteria that I talked about. It met it, you know, in, in 2016. It still meets today. And management is showing you that um, there. Well, the number two criteria, strong management, is really being shown in this case study, where the company is continuing to basically, whenever there's adversity, it finds a way to meet that challenge. And you know, and when you're dealing with the Meyer caps and nano caps, betting on the on, on the jockey is really really important. Um, and this is just one of those examples. You know, this was a management team that used to run a larger, you know, a, relative, a respectable company, you know, with 30, 40 million in revenue. So they proved they can do that. And we'll see if they can get there. But so I just wanted to really talk about that, Bobby, and, you know, really um, as an example of how if you're an individual investor, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to buy into big caps all the time. You know, you can surround it with these interesting micro caps. Don't listen to the financial media. Don't listen to, to uh, you know, a fund manager has a billion dollars telling you you can't invest in these companies. You know, you can, um, and you can find great opportunity in these tier one companies down here. What would you say f- clearly right now are the main myths that you'd say this investment for you debunked uh, when it comes to micro caps? Illiquidity, right? Yeah. Start. And all yeah. microcaps are liquid. Um, what else would you say? Um, like I said, uh, you know, microcaps don't have strong management teams. I mean, this, this is a tier one management team. It's a big cap management team, probably sitting in a nano cap company. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that you know, all these all microcaps are just issuing you know, issue shares and are here for the capital to, to take money from investors for the cap for the capital markets. You know, I, I you could pick a number of them here, right? I mean, really, that you know, an individual investor can't. That the, the, the liquidity thing is really is the big is the one that really irks me because that's you'll hear that everywhere, right? And it's actually your advantage as an investor in this space. It's actually why you should be here because these big, big, um, larger investors or those who want to listen to the financial media are ignoring this space. There's opportunity if you look hard enough. Yeah, there's a lot of fraud. I'm not going to deny that. Um, and um, but it's our job as investors to kind of navigate through that. But if you, I'm you, you, when you go through these 10 criteria I've listed here. Um, that's a great kind of way to really, I think, reduce a lot of your um, um, risk of entering a fraudulent company right. um, or be investing in one or, or a hype company. And the more of these you can hit, the better, I think. It, and um, it's just really, it just, it just really, it's, it's funny when I hear people, oh, I, you know, when I'm talking to somebody who doesn't, you know, maybe is playing with, you know, 
five, ten, twenty thousand dollars. Oh, I heard these are illiquid. I can't do. It's just, I mean, you can build a position. Yeah. <laughs> Decent about in the position and, 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 and with that kind of money in these companies. Um, and I, I built hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollar, you know, um, positions in these illiquid companies, and they eventually become liquid. That's the whole point. If you're good at what we do, they will become liquid. They're either gonna get bought out one day, so you don't gotta even worry about it. We've had over 50 companies get bought out in geo investing. That's your liquidity event, right? Um, or they go from nano cap to Meyer cap to some small to mid, where they just they just look. You know, they maybe acquire some companies, issue some shares, so liquidity comes out of this. They become more liquid. Right. Uh, the only, you know, it's really focused, really should be, fo- I believe you should be focused on just finding great companies and not, that are going to grow over time and the rest takes care of itself in terms of liquidity. You know, what's funny is that one of the myths is that, you know, a lot a lot of microcaps are either frauds or, or, you know, they got their, you know, there's a lot of just puff, not a lot of substance. And yet some of those are companies that put out news or are frequent filers. You know, here's a here's a case study of a company that's dark. <laughs> they, they, they don't even, they don't, the, the only reason we have the numbers that we do is because they file an annual letter on their website once a year. You know, what, like what, what that shows me, man, what that showed me was that they still, he still cared. So you'll see a lot of these, and that's why the number one, the long operating history, is is a, is a really important tier one quality. Also, I think I'm gonna talk about it last week. Is that these just older CEOs have been around for a long time? They have this interesting kind of um, commitment still to really want to leave this world with a legacy, you know, in a, in a positive way, and, and it just shows it shows it here again. We just actually um, profiled a company on Geo, a run to one company, a stock under a dollar. Um, that's starting to move a little bit, but with the same thing, it, we, it's just been basically if you find these old school companies sitting around the preserve the capital structure, waiting for a catalyst to happen. You're just waiting. And sometimes, sometimes we find these too early where you got to sit around for a few years. Sometimes you can find them pretty quickly because even if there's a catalyst happening right now, announced right now, so many investors want to, want to ignore that because they look at the price of the stock, they see it's a nano cap, and they automatically write it off. That's our opportunity, man. It was an even thing by with shorting stocks too. You know, and if I was the when we were doing some short selling, um, geo pretty heavily in 2010 to 14, we were doing a lot of China stocks. We were doing a lot of you know pump and dumps, and then I started you know going away from the pump and dumps and just looking for, and outside China. Maybe looking just for, you know, regular companies that seemed to have some, um, you know, in the Meyer cap space, uh, they weren't pump and dumps, but they maybe were lower, what I felt would be lower quality because of the way the business plan was structured. And every time, we, you know, we would talk about it, we'd throw it around at Geo and with other with other people, oh, well, it's too illiquid, you know, it's, it's I can't build it because it, whatever the case might be, it's the same thing in then too. And a lot, you know, those stocks, a lot of them just fell apart. Uh, because some of the things we talked about internally, at least, they really didn't publish a lot of them, um, but um, worked out. So it's the same thing. You know, where where every, everyone's saying no should be where you might want to start looking, whether it's long or short. Everyone's trying to on the short side is trying to everyone's trying to go after the big you know you know billions of dollar you know market cap company because they want to take down they want to be the hero. But there's so many of these 
smaller capitalized companies, and even the minor cap that are, don't deserve to be public companies, that you know maybe you won't make a lot of money in them because you can't build a big position in shorting them, but who cares? I mean, it's still good to expose that stuff. And that's always a feeling I had there. And as an individual investor, you can make some money, maybe shorten them, um, because you don't have to play with the type of money that these bigger guys are playing with. Right. And, there, and there's some short, so I won't mention who they are, but some of them are actually exploiting that very, very profitably. And I really commend, commend, them, for do, commend them for doing that. Um, not many, but there's a few of them that I like to follow. Gotcha. All right. Well, Maj, let's land the plane real quick. Are you still a shareholder in FarmCam? Yes, I am a shareholder in FarmCam. Um, and, you know, I bought some in the 5, 10 cent area. I bought some, you know, 20, 30, 40 cent area. I bought some 80 cents. I bought some, I think, as high as maybe a buck 80 or $2. Um, and, you know, uh, interestingly, though, too, is my there was a point where my average cost, well, probably still is the case, was covered by the dividends that the company paid. You know, they've, they've paid 41, almost 40 cent in dividends. Another myth, right? Another <laughs> so, which, myth. Which is, which is, which is Microcaps don't pay dividends. That, that. <laughs> and they're, and they're going to keep paying. I bet they're going to keep paying them. So I'm, I'm very, until there's something better to do with the capital, and that might be the case now, I don't know yet, but. You know, it'd be even cooler as if the CEO just like didn't even care to talk to you. It's just like, oh, you're a shareholder? Cool. Well, yeah, it, it, yeah he, this guy had that kind of thing. I mean, it took me a while to warm up to him or him to warm up to me. <laughs> so I started joking with him. You know, I really don't want to invest in your company. It's a piece of crap, but I want to hear it. What, what's going on? Give me an update. <laughs> so, uh, we, we, we're kind of, I would say we haven't met yet. I, I'm looking forward to meeting soon, uh, but we, we're pretty good fun buddies. Oh, that's good. I like that. And and for and for full disclosure, nor I or SNN are shareholders in FarmChem either. So uh, or neither. Is it we're we're not shareholders. Just want to make sure that's clear. How about that? All right. Well, Maj, let's land the plane real quick. And uh, before I do, uh, give us your ten seconds on the election. I only wait for it to go. I just be silent for ten seconds. That's what it is. Oh, just be silent. <laughs> no, no. Look, I, I really don't. I've, I've never. I've never looked, I've always invested through them. I don't really care too much about who wins or loses. You know, there's, there's probably pros and cons on both sides. Um, but, you know, good companies and the market and the market itself will just adapt. There's probably going to be some volatility around it and afterwards, but maybe a reset. Um, well, I don't know which way it's going to be. Like, like the, the, uh, when, election, when Donald Trump won the last term, that was the first time I paid attention to the election. I got so hyped up in it. And I saw a bunch of stuff, right? Because I mean, we, you know, we thought Hillary was going to win. And um, and then, you know, he won and the market went up. I think it, it would have went up no matter what, actually. And, and I, 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 I left so much money on the table from doing that. I don't, you know, and I, I, I'm so mad at myself for doing that. I was ashamed for doing that. So I'm, I know we're having some volatile markets right now around the election. Um, I really don't care. You know, like I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the market sells off on the election pretty hard, and he's going to go there buy aggressively. So, and I've already sold some stuff in like over the last six months or so to kind of be ready for a little bit of that. I'm still, I'm still pretty fully invested though. There we go. I think that's a good place to end it right there. Um, and so, with that, Maj, where can everybody go and find you on social media, Twitter, you know, the whole deal. 
Um, that is, um, you can go to Maj, uh, well, I'm sorry, support it. Uh, let me try that again, Bobby. Let's try that again. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Geoinvesting.com is the website where you can go learn about geo. Um, we have a, a, a free trial there too. We have uh, annual, biannual, monthly memberships, which I highly encourage um, you um, listeners to check out. Um, um, you'll, if you're looking for tier one quality companies, and look, man, I just like to say it's, it's, I know it's tough for people to part with their money, and there's so many sites out there, but really, I mean, if you're, we've been doing this now since 2007. And if you're not, if you're not an investment, if you're not, if you're a, an investor in this space and not checking out geovesting, um, something wrong with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll go out and I'll go out and be that cocky and say that. In a, and, but it, it's obviously there, there might be, Hey, there's a lot of these sites out there maybe, but we're not that. And we're actually getting a lot better what we're doing. Um, and we're getting, you know, each year our quality is getting even better. So I just had to throw that out there. There you go. And that's you not just, the last time I'll say that, by the way. Um, hey, man, shoot your shot, dude. This is your show. <laughs> it's all good. We're really fucking good. I will tell you that right now. My, there I'm it really, is. I'm, re- I'm really proud of what my um, my team's been doing, how they've, been, how they've really uh, navigated through COVID, uh, the years of effort they put into this company. Um, I think they deserve um, a lot of credit for what they're doing. Uh, the membership we built here is it's a fantastic getting better getting sticky getting long term because we're doing more of that at geo so um we got some really big things planned um to help investors find these companies themselves you know tools it's gonna be really fun um back to the where you can find us so on, t- <laughs> on twitter you can find me at moz geo investing and then for geo has its own handle at geo investing It'd be nice, Bobby, if you could like put a freaking thing up there so you had to say it every week, like a little note across this freaking screen. Yeah. Producer. I, it's in the, <laughs> yeah, I put in the description, you know, or anyone. You want a note? I'll put a note. Put a yeah. note up there. Twitter. I see those guys, you know, press here for the favorite, press here to share and all that stuff. <laughs> but you want a spot now. You know what? I'll take it. And so that, that's not a bad, that's not, that's, uh, look, you know what, I'm, I'm you know, sorry, we'll get, we'll get the buttons. Another giant, I mean, I know you're feeling, look, I won't, look, man, look, man, tough, this, tough, is, a, tough week this is a lost season, you know, uh, I saw a funny tweet the, today that was like, you know, you, did you, I don't know if you watched the Seahawks Cardinals game last night, but you yeah, know, you saw DK, you saw Metcalf just chase down that guy. They were like, oh, that was the second best. Uh, chase down uh, to stop a touch uh, to stop a touchdown. The first one is the wind that blew that that casually blew over Daniel Jones on an 80, <laughs> 80 yard run that <laughs> tripped over. That's great, man. Steelers almost like gave one away yesterday too. Ooh, that was close. That was a good game. That was yeah. really good. I was flipping back and forth between that one and well, I was well. I had Packers Texans on, and it's just fun to watch Rodgers like do his thing. Even if it was a blah. It's just it's so fun to watch him just carve up defenses like that. And I'll, well, I mean the Texans suck, so it wasn't too much of a stretch. But you talk, which game are you talking about? It was a Packers Packers uh, Texans. Oh, we're okay, in different okay. times. We're in different time zones, so oh, I don't right. have red zone. So I just. I just take whatever they, whatever they put on TV. So, so for Fox, we're in LA. They were showing Packers Texans, um, and then uh, on CBS they were showing Pittsburgh uh, Tennessee. Oh, okay. So I was I was flipping back and forth between those two. And then right. you, here's here's the worst part in LA. Like for on CBS, like the afternoon game, you would want to watch. You know, uh, 
I even watched like Patriots uh, 49ers over the game that they showed. They showed Chargers Jaguars, which actually wasn't the worst game ever, but still like, do you want to watch Packers Chargers? I mean, Herbert was fun to watch, but you know, I'd rather, I mean, well, the other game was a blah too, I guess. I don't know. I kind of wanted to watch the Tampa. Uh, I want to see confused what you want to watch. Raiders. Well, it's, you know, look, I, I don't have much of a choice. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, that. what? I hope your portfolio was more decisive than that. Your stock portfolio. Yeah. Where, how is my portfolio doing? You know, where you haven't taken my, my, you haven't taken me up on an offer yet that uh, we're hoping to do on the show here soon. But I, cool. I think you, I, I think you will soon. But, uh, I don't know. I, I I didn't even look at the games this week. I, oh, I did. I did look at one game. Our Monday night game, Giants are playing Tampa. I think either oh. in Tampa or in New York. Good luck. That should, yeah. The, the games this week are not very interesting at all. <laughs> I, I think the only game that's good to watch, I hope it's on TV out here, is uh, your your boys are playing uh, They're playing Baltimore, so that should be fun. That's going to be a really good game, yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that one. But uh, anyways, um, you can follow me. On Twitter at Bobby K Craft, B O B B Y K K R A F T. You can actually click the link right up here, and then you can also click the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch the video version of this on uh, YouTube.com/slash SNN Wire. You can also listen to the audio version of this wherever you get podcasts. Uh, the website for that is avoidingthecrowd.podbean.com. Maj, always a pleasure, and uh, I'll see you next week. Thank you, Bobby. Bye, everybody. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network and Maj Don are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy, sell, short, cover securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value if we are long and fall if we are short. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast.